We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into a special edition of the Fantasy Football Report, a uh, new time, same beautiful faces, or at least one of them. I'm here, I'm Blair Andrews, Hassan Rahim is on vacation, but that's right, joined by a very special guest, Colm Kelly. Colm, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I joked with you before we kicked this one off. We are in the holiday season, one day post Christmas, and uh, I think the uh, the lack of sleep is starting to catch up with me. So looking forward though, to talking through some of the Week 16 thoughts with you, maybe draft a team and also you know, look back, reminisce, but look ahead to what may be over the course of the next week. Yeah, definitely. You were telling me a little bit off stream that you had some some success with some teams and some really close calls with some other teams. Um, I'm interested to hear about those. Yeah, so there's always going to be variance. You know, you're going to hopefully have some good results and bad results. Sometimes you have all the bad results at the same time. Sometimes you have all the good results at the same time. And it's important. Like we, we did see on the social media side of things after week 15, there was a lot of discourse about you know, teams not advancing, let's say, in Baseball Mania 4. and But then there is part of that that maybe people who are playing, not thinking through the scenario that has to play out for you to advance through. So you have a team that looks good all season, and then it's gone. But that's due to the number of teams playing. But sometimes when it's a 1v1 matchup, you know, you versus somebody else in the semis, they can be tough ones to take. But you can advance those. Like, there's a, there's a whole scenario that you have to, to work through on a weekly basis to just win matches and you hear every year about the best team in the league gets bounced in the semis you know these things happen regularly so there is skill involved in fantasy football you know targeting the players analyzing the players who to have on your roster but you get to a point where if players don't turn up or don't you know get injured maybe or whatever happens that week things can go very very wrong and one example of that is from a positive perspective this team that i drafted with sean road of his overtime and the Superflex contest has advanced through to the finals which will be this week fifty thousand dollars up top for that so we're in the the chase but i was all last week lamenting that this is probably the only team that we had that didn't feature either trey mcbride sam laporta or both and it turned out that this week that would not have advanced you through to the final this team <laughs> is a cold commit team and even when we talked about the mistakes that we made on our show that actually came out on the 25th of December it was when we recorded last week for what we did wrong on this roster one of the things was should we have drafted Kyle Pitts well Kyle Pitts got 15.4 points this week and he is in the flex position along with Cole Komet who played one half we may touch on that today and he got injured missed the second half so two tight ends in it neither of them those two guys so you never really know what you need and sometimes that can surprise you at this particular point of the season but that team advanced the team that I was joking with on the other side of the coin, I went to bed. The games are obviously five hours later here than Eastern time. And I was looking at the score. I was highly projected to advance. It was a team that had Jalen Hurts was facing off against AJ Brown and uh, Lamar Jackson. AJ Brown hadn't done a lot of that. Finished out the game very strong in the, the latter stages. But 139 points is what I finished with. 0.00 after that 139. I've, I've lost this one by 139.05. 
Oh, I haven't yeah. dived into the full scoring settings yet. It's a PPR format, but that feels like that's half a yard, half a rushing yard. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson had a, a few nice runs in that. And I don't know if he should be the NFL MVP, but he certainly strengthened his case for it with that one over the 49ers. So that's enough about my hits and misses this week. But a couple of dynasty leagues hoping to you know get to the finals. I've, I crashed out of them all this week. So I'm hanging my hat on this super flex roster to to finish the season in style there how you was go. your week in uh, week 16 um my week in week 16 i got my last bbm4 team eliminated from the fun from the uh sprint so i think i don't have any more teams in the finals like you said um you know having a having a lot of teams filled with sam laporta and yeah. and um well, Laporta especially he hasn't done that much over the last two weeks so but, but it was amazing to have him all season long that's right and, and i have to correct you over the last two weeks he did have a game where he caught three touchdowns that's true yeah we ha- last we, week we, this we week forget. was the one <laughs> <laughs> we, we forget that's the other thing sometimes we forget about the positives very quickly uh, and that's the part again when we're talking about some of the players we might touch on today you're looking ahead to next season drafts where are we going to take these players last week we're talking you know trey mcbride sam laporta tight end premium are they first second round picks this week we're like they just knocked all my teams out of all my contests. I, I, yeah. I don't want them on my roster ever again. And that's the part for player uh, analysis and, and setting up who you want to draft next year. You have to take that step back and maybe even decompress for a little bit of time before you decide to jump back into those particular players again. But Sam Laporta has been a, a fantastic player to have all year, but sometimes it just doesn't work out at the crucial moment. That's right. That's right. I think he was, I guess, must have been on a lot of teams that I had with Brees Hall so mm-hmm. Hall sank me in week 15 and then uh Laporta this week so you can't get those and then guys. this week you sat and thought oh if I had just got those teams true with Brees last <laughs> right week. exactly he, he is on that super flex team put up uh 43.1 points so he was one of the you know when I'm looking ahead to the final I'm hoping that that's another case where he does that but um looking through some of the names for people who may be interested that is it's a Sam Howell team which I don't know how to take that at the moment, but it's a super flex team that has been rolled along here by Justin Fields. But likewise, when I was talking about what players you need at what points, Sam Howell took this team a lot off the way this season when Fields wasn't available. But Cole Komet is somebody who I haven't seen an update in his injury, but he missed the second half, as I mentioned. It is Cole Komet and Kyle Pitts at tight end. There's a lot of players that may not impact the starting lineup, but this week, for example, was a quiet week as Justin Addison managers will know he's on this roster ty chandler at a quieter week than you'd expect james cook you mentioned a player who got people through to this week james cook with a quieter week um so he's didn't make the lineup this week but a number of names who you know you you may have thought would have huge games and you're going to touch on guard wilson later in the show but you know he finishes sub 20 points again but does if you know he's in that range where he's he's getting enough points but he's not putting you into that next level Chris Olave had a solid game back. Rishi Rice had a quieter game this week. So lots of players who the team has advanced, but the only one that had a rocket strapped to his back was Brees Hall. So that in a way makes me sometimes a little, because it's hard for those players to hit those 40-point weeks back-to-back. It doesn't happen too often. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You carried by Brees Hall this week, but you do have McCaffrey on his team, and he's always in play for 40 points. You have a lot of guys who have put up big scores in the past, just maybe not not this week but yeah uh it looks like a strong team you mentioned jordan addison ty chandler have all been all been putting up strong scores lately so and maybe that big quentin johnson week is yet to come that's right, and we, that's we, right. we joked about this on ot last week but quentin johnson made this team in in week uh last week what i'm lost track of time week uh, 15 right <laughs> but he <laughs> he was on there with his whatever 10 points last week so nice getting getting a little bit from everyone everyone's contributing yeah uh yeah Brees hall was the star of this team this week he's had some really big games this week and also kind of disappeared or not with this week this season also kind of disappeared some this season um it's kind of fun to think about where a lot of these guys might end up going next year i'm wondering if we assume aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the jets in 2024 or if Brees we have hall... anyone who can play quarterback just somebody who can play quarterback. <laughs> or even if they get joe flacco back right Oh, is, yeah, uh, I would definitely I would take that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, 
is Hall in play for the 101, do you think? Is he um, clearly a tier behind some of the guys we normally would have there, or do you think it's it's pretty close? I think he's in play. At this point, we can't say, you know, he, he should be the 101. That's the part that, you know, is the, the tricky conversation. You know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be a year older, and we do see this, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a, a unicorn at this point, but we do see cliffs happening, and sometimes you don't always see them coming. Sometimes that's, uh, you know, situation-based. That's probably not going to be the case in San Francisco. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen. When you look then beyond McCaffrey, there's only really certain names that fit the bill. There's quite a number of veterans over the last couple of years behind him, the likes of an Eckler and, and so on, that have slipped down. Tony Pollard hasn't had the season maybe people would have expected. So there's a number of names in there, but I think, you know, you have to be looking at some of those guys who could take the crown from McCaffrey, and Brees Hall is one of those. Then you're into, you know, Jameer Gibbs category, but then you're also thinking about what's the situation there with Montgomery, how many players there is to feed on that offense. And when you go down through the list, he, he has to be there. And I don't mind what way people want to cut it up, but he has to be in your top five no matter what. And I think if you're looking then as who is the RB1, I, I think I think he's probably going to be in most people's two to four range. But I still think like, so I think he's a first round running back. Yeah. I think some people might disagree with the 101. The other part then is, Look, we're probably going to want to have a wide receiver at 101. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> RB1, I think he's in the conversation, but I think it, it has to be McCaffrey still. Yeah. The, the yeah. one thing that makes you very intrigued with somebody like Hall, or even what we've seen with Wilson, is he has done this with, it's, it's, a, it's a, like, it is not a good situation at quarterback, <laughs> no matter how kind you want to be about it. Um, so if you even have Rodgers in there, even if he's, well beyond MVP level Aaron Rodgers I, I think that what he could have done in this offense because he, he, he's just such, such a special talent and even if you think back to the start of the season you know coming back in off injury and so on you know those you know touch wood that <laughs> over the next couple of weeks nothing happens to him but if he's coming in healthy into the season no yeah. question marks around can he take a full workload how things are working and they have been able to use him in both ways. You know, the run game has been tough for him based on some of the issues with, you know, respecting the quarterback and so on. But in the passing game, you know, they need to just like basically treat him like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Wilson as well there too. He's a guy who, you know, we took in the first round a lot of times. I think he was our number, our our first round pick in a draft I did with you and Sean, yep. uh, which didn't work out trying to get that Aaron Rodgers stack again. Um, but he has, uh, he's somebody who didn't work out as like a first round pick yeah or, exactly when you go back and you do the process again of like the talent why you want to target him all of that is going to be the same this year yeah and hopefully the quarterback will be back and there's a chance he loses his quarterback next year the quarterback play isn't there but when you start to go through the first two rounds especially when you get to the back end of the second round into the third round you're looking at talented young players with upside like that list is not as long as it has been in previous years. And, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, me and Sean had been talking about, and I'm sure you were talking to Sean as well, but like Tank Dell was kind of getting into that third round conversation, potentially Mm -hmm. if he continued, he's obviously unfortunately picked up an injury. You're into a situation where the names are not that appetizing once you get into that late (laughs) second round. And um, so I I think that he's most certainly in the second round conversation, but I, I think that the buzz will pick up with a, healthy quarterback and, and he'll start to get steamed up into the pro- probably early second late first kind of conversation that course cd lamb was this year probably yeah. that in range yeah there are really two ways you can kind of look at at his season i mean on the one hand obviously he hasn't had the quarterback play so you you kind of want to give him a, a pass on that sense and just say well let's just not even count this season he was a promising prospect promising rookie he's now playing with Aaron Rodgers let's go ahead and take him in the late first um but you could also say I mean given his given his quarterback play yeah he hasn't had the ceiling he's only scored 20 points or more one time but he has had a pretty decent floor he's getting the target volume he's able to you know be good enough to get into your starting lineup on your best ball squads uh, in a lot of weeks so there's something that is kind of impressive about that when you're playing with Zach Wilson. That and the other part is like some of the plays that he's making. It's not just like you know manufactured touches that he's you know getting right. the ball right. you know, at the line of scrimmage. Some of these like it's just he's just 
the ta- again the talent for me is not in question sure and he is in that tier for me in terms of talent you know where again mentioned cd lamb where he was last and we take see the step he's taken forward this year you know if, if we see Garrett wilson having that season next year is, is uh, like i i don't think it's going to be a surprise and i think it's potentially likely you know, rather than yeah. oh it might happen i think it should happen yeah probably gonna happen well, speaking of guys that we're hoping will take a step forward, <clears throat> and we got a glimpse of it this week, George Pickens uh, had probably the best game of his career um, playing with Mason Rudolph. Uh, he Christmas had... time, it was all that's why. Exactly. exactly. The Rudolph Christmas, you know, correlation is, <laughs> is proven. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, he ended up with 195 yards and two touchdowns. Um, apparently... The plan is already to insert Kenny Pickett back at quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, do you think that this kind of performance is something Pickens can build on and start to emerge as a real kind of wide receiver one, even with Kenny Pickett? Or is this, um, should we temper expectations here? This one's hard. Pickens is a very frustrating kind of, you know, this is the opposite of Wilson where I'm like, everything is pointing for me in the right direction there's not a lot of question marks around him there's a lot of question marks around Pickens you know in terms of some of the things like we seen last week even and it looked like it could have been a real big deal for him where we have Jill and Warren you know trying to rush in at the goal line and he says I didn't want to block in case I get hurt and I mentioned Tank Dell a moment ago that was the reference that he made that you know Tank Dell got hurt in a kind of similar play so then I'm thinking well are they going to like reduce his snaps here? How's it go? And then he comes out as a massive game, 35 and a half points this week. But even with that, he is that's his third game this season as a wide receiver one. So wide receiver one, 20% of the time, wide receiver two, 7% of the time, wide receiver three or worse, 73% of the time. Yeah. And if we look at like, so the good games are 22.7, 26.6, and then we have 15.7, then nothing to this week. But you know, there's games in there like 5.5, 1.9, 7.5, 7.7, 6.9, 7.7. Like they're, I, I guess they won't absolutely devastate you but on a consistent basis. They're going to hurt you. So if you look at his numbers as a wide receiver in 2023 on, on the road of his tools, it's going to show you that at the moment, a lot of them are in the top 40, but a lot of them are hugely skewed by those three specific weeks. Yeah. So I, I think huge talent and you see this sometimes, like, you know, there's players that are there's questions coming into the season around somebody like a Jamison Williams, you know, some of the stuff was happening with him off the field. Do players get it off the field? Is it just some maturity issues maybe? What is it? And I have, a, I have concerns about Pickens. And maybe part of that is that, like we talked about with Wilson, like I drafted a lot of Pickens entering the season. And maybe part of that is me, you know, maybe picking up some frustrations along the way uh, this yeah. season. So I think the talent is there. The big question then for him and for Deontay Johnson, I guess, but the quarterback play here in Pittsburgh has been really bad. And like we know that Rudolph isn't the answer. I don't really think uh, Pickett's the answer either. But Pickett (laughs) is likely to be the the quarterback, I would assume, here. You know, they're they're going to finish with a a relatively later draft pick based on how their season has gone. A better season than I would have anticipated them having. And you may have thought at the start of the season, well, if the season doesn't go good, they'll change quarterback. But like, if you'd have said they would be at this point of the season, you'd think the quarterback play must have been pretty good to have the record they have, but it hasn't been. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's a couple of things probably at play. So I could really see myself, you know, if George Pickens is going in the fourth, fifth round, I, I can see <laughs> myself getting back on the the wagon here again. But that's really going to be an ADP play for me if it if it is that case. Lots of talent, lots of frustration. Yeah uh sean wrote an article yesterday that kind of touched on pickens from a usage perspective and pointed out how he really hasn't had any short area targets any underneath targets that you really want to see for guys who are going to be kind of fantasy stars who are going to be alpha wide receivers and Um, players who you can have you know maybe it's not their week but they still have let's say uh what we're seeing with Wilson where it's going exactly. to be in the teens every time and Wilson isn't getting as much of those touches but we've seen this year CD Lamb is starting to get those touches Alan Ross and Brian gets a lot of those touches they're yeah. just going to be we talked about Christian McCaffrey but like 
there's so much in Christian McCaffrey where you know like he's going to get five or six receptions every week he's going to get you know 70 yards every week even if he has a bad game like he had 25 points this week and you're like wasn't a great Christian McCaffrey game (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah so but (laughs) you need you need those points as well to have that floor but to make your ceiling be the potential of a 20 point ceiling to you know 20 at 29 in those situations right yeah i i think of stefan diggs in minnesota who had um some pretty you know some decent seasons but same kind of thing where his usage was entirely deep downfield and it wasn't until he uh was traded that he was able to access the more kind of complete Target another profile. player another player who fits that who didn't have a good week this week but we see that a lot with cooper cup as well you know a mm. lot of variety in the targets and how right. he's been used yeah right right do you think pickens needs to change teams before he can can get there is this situation just it, it was looking like after last week that they may like you know there was a chance that he could change teams <laughs> right but, you know this probably makes that less likely right and exactly. obviously being a second year player it's not and, and no. those things could work out but when we see like you know Kadarius tony or any players to get traded very early in their career it's usually not a not good a good sign. sign right worked out for brett Favre, you know but it's probably not going to work out for a lot of them it's usually your move because there's a lot of issues yeah yeah um well speaking of players who have changed teams and had some success doing it until now maybe Devonte adams um has you know even though the Raiders beat the Chiefs this week and played a pretty good game on the defensive side, Adams had only one catch on six targets for four yards. I mean, obviously, when your defense is scoring two touchdowns, you don't need a lot from Adams. So I think it's possible to read too much into this. I don't have the numbers up here, but I've seen a stat. Is it, was it the last 47 minutes there was no quarterback completions? Is that correct? There's, there, oh my there's God. something floating around like that that i seen this morning. I should have took a but... Yeah, there wasn't much uh, you know, passing here from O'Connell. They, they, yeah. It was kind of like they, they got into a situation where they had the lead. And we, we've seen this a couple of times this week where, you know, team scores a touchdown, other team gets the ball back. Next thing, there's another turnover. Touchdown, like, uh, I believe in the 49ers-Ravens, there was two touchdowns in seven seconds of actual play, mm-hmm. you know, in that Like, yeah. there's a couple of games this week, I think in the Denver Broncos game, we've seen something like that with the Patriots. A few, like, really, like, you go from like this is bad to like now we've gone up two touchdowns back to back so <laughs> the the game script then i think really flipped and you want to do everything you can in that situation to not be giving the ball back to Mahomes to let him try and work his way back into it so there, there's a couple of things i think happened there was the the game script like going into this game you're probably thinking right the raiders are probably going to get blown out here hopefully mm-hmm. the team doesn't pull Devonte adams in the third quarter let's get him 10 reception you know heading in and this one did not go to to game script right the concern with adams is again i touched on you know with mccaffrey and there's these players getting older and how things play out there but i i still think that he is probably one of the best actual wide receivers in the nfl Mm. but the problem is now like we talked about you know there is some quarterbacks that will still be able to help those wide receivers You, you know you can be quarterback proof to a point yeah but what we're seeing now with some of the quarterbacks playing in the nfl is like they are like they're not playing in the nfl five years ago like yeah. you know there, there's certain ways that offenses are trying to like you know smoke and murder some of these off you know the the coordinators aren't really like and that's why joe flacco has been you know something that i've loved to see is like he's like oh i've thrown an interception oh no i've thrown another one oh no oh i'm just going to continue <laughs> to throw that like oh right. that's another one oh it doesn't like he's not going to be like let me hand it off you know the next 15 times and he's right. like chucking these but like amari cooper had an, an amazing game this weekend you know I, I don't think anyone that's listened to any of my shows over the years I, you know i'm not a big amari i was a big amari cooper guy but i you know got out of that <laughs> side of the game a long time ago but he has had some extremely impressive performances particularly over the last couple of weeks and we see what njoku has done we see what he has yeah. done and that's a quarterback trying to like give the wide receiver a chance to make plays and sometimes we're not seeing that we're seeing let's be very conservative you know nothing really frustrates me more sometimes i'm watching and you know it's fourth and five let's throw the ball at the line of scrimmage and then try and run five yards for the fourth down like let's let's be aggressive and sometimes right. what we're seeing is the teams who are being aggressive is you know the defenses are like crowding the line of scrimmage a lot you be aggressive and sometimes those big plays are what are changing these games 
and that's what Joe Flacco has kind of shown a lot of the NFL, I think, over the last couple of weeks. But we're not seeing that in the context here with the, the Raiders. And the Raiders, you have to think as well, their coach, you know, the interim coach over the last couple of weeks, he's got two massive, massive wins, which may get him yeah. a permanent role here. Yeah. And you have to think in his situation yesterday, you know, he's probably like, I, I just cannot afford to to risk giving the ball back. So they, they play very conservatively. But a lot of Adams's numbers over the season outside of the efficiency side of things which is a way way down but a mm-hmm. lot of his numbers are still top 20 you know in the tools right. and has had some big games but you know i mentioned the frustrations with pickens and then we look at you know he we have wide receiver one status here for Devonte adams 21 percent of the time the one thing that's saving him a little bit is he's been wide receiver two 29 percent of the time but those games aren't really difference makers either so right but I think a lot of that is not on him. I think a lot of that is on the offense. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it does seem like the the way the Raiders have been doing, whatever they've been doing, has been kind of working. I mean, again, it was mostly defense this game. But, but I wonder whether there are paths to see the QB situation improving in a big way for Devontae Adams. I mean, he's a guy that I think... Coming into the season, he was going maybe early second a lot of the time, and we were fading him. Uh, well, at least I was. I wasn't picking him. On, no, not this year. I, I had. Right. I was completely. I don't think I had any teams where I had Adams on it this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and for the most part, that has worked out. But do you see him still being a second round pick even going forward, or or are those? Guys I don't really think behind him. I don't think he should be. I wonder if the name cachet holds up. Maybe sometimes right. you see that with players, but. You know, if Adams was in the like, if he, he's one of those players for me, if he starts to be in the the fourth round next year, like you're going to be very, very interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, how that you know perception is, how how his game goes even in week seventeen here. You know how yeah. how that happened, yeah. how he finishes the season. Is it another dud? Is it a game where he has two touchdowns? A lot of that's going to depend on that. But I think in the off season, you know, diving into there's going to be a lot of quite the quarterback situation and so on to to get the answers. It's I think it's quite complex. Unfortunately, I mentioned being still like his talent goes one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. There's no doubt at this point that like he is beyond where we would normally be targeting wide receivers age-wise. We have seen yeah. you know, Keenan Allen. We've we've seen some of those veteran wide receivers still hit in recent times. Um, but yeah, Adams is going to be a tough out in 2024. One of my favorite players of all time, being a former Green Bay Packer, and you know we yeah. talk about dynasty leagues and moving on from players and you know trying to keep that perpetual window opened and like the Packers traded Rogers traded Adams last year and it last year really felt like it was a mistake right but then you have to think of this as that window and keeping the Packers this year being a little bit better than they would have expected a lot of young players like I find that it's gonna be very interesting to watch that going forward over the next year or two because it, it feels like maybe they are you know Sean Siegel subscribers and they're trying to follow <laughs> his dynasty kind of pathway there but yeah I think um I think it's interesting sometimes to see these trades then play out over a couple of years. And I certainly think one thing I can say is that was a poor move from the Raiders organization. You, mm. you can see that at this point. They, they were thinking this is the final piece. And unfortunately for Adams too, they, you know, they, they get him there with his buddy, Derek Carr and they, they ship him out. So there's a lot of things yeah. questionable with the Raiders organization, I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough. I mean, I'm definitely not thinking I'm going to be drafting Devonte Adams next year even probably in the third round or anything close to that um one guy mentioned cooper here we have to give cooper a shout out where it's due 51 and a half points this week absolute insanity yeah yeah that's crazy uh he's another guy i was not drafting at all and probably won't be drafting next year but zero my hope for this is that this would move him into the you know third fourth round conversation yeah let somebody fall down some other guys down yeah yeah, I mean, what he's been doing is pretty crazy. What Flacco's been doing is pretty crazy. Like you mentioned, kind of not afraid to keep chucking it up there, even though he throws interceptions, an aggressive he's quarterback. He's literally been this year's edition. Like it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, or maybe even you could say it's like, you know, prime Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We, that's are, right. we are going down the field. I think what Flacco's been doing is kind of what we were hoping we would get from Sam Howell, who is a guy that we drafted a lot of, and he has been playing pretty aggressively. He's been happy to chuck it down even after throwing interceptions, but with a much different 
uh, level of success. For people um, listening on the audio side only, we have both been kind of shaking our heads over the last uh, <laughs> 15 seconds. This has been a hard, because, it, you know, midway through the season, those issues obviously were concerned with sacks. And, but, the, the you know, those the throws were there. There were some nice plays. But the, the last two weeks, and it has been tough situations against tough defenses, but it has been atrocious. Like, it has been worse than, like, we talk, you know, about players like, let's say, Zach Wilson or some of the worst quarterbacks in the league when we're looking around and like this has been at that level yeah and, and that's really tough so um i went from being very very positive somebody who i talked we like we talked all like talked about the whole off season and it was probably the player coming in that i was the most nervous about because i wanted you know listeners subscribers you want all the, on their listen to what we're saying you want them to be hitting on their rosters and it had been really really strong and unfortunately, then when we're talking about which players you need to get you over the line to the promised land of a fantasy championship, he has been one that has been quite crushing. Yeah. Um, but I, I still have hope there. But that, again, it, it keeps shortening that leash of, you know, it felt like he was like setting him up to be like the unquestioned starter for 2024. Like now he's not the unquestioned starter for week 17. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's uh, turned around pretty swiftly. I, I also think that the offense is not doing a lot to make him success and there's some questions around the enemy and what he has been able to do with him and there's a lot of talk about like you know he he has to make the throw with anticipation rather than wait for it to open and that can be on him mm-hmm. but there's also like when we're talking about players at the wide receiver position you know getting them some of those manufactured touches that you know you're going to catch and can you take it you know 15 yards after can you take it can you break it the whole way but you're in a situation like Pickens, one of his touchdowns this week. Like it's a contested catch that probably should be a 15 yard game. Yeah. It's gone 75 yards. T. Higgins had a similar one. Um, but you you're, you should be giving your quarterback those completions as well. But there's a lot of like, you know, things that have to develop in that. And if they don't develop, then you're standing there and he doesn't want to take sacks. You know, there's a lot of things going on. And I think a second year player, they're at the start of the season, it may have been going pretty smooth for him but i think at the moment it's like a washing machine when he's trying to make those decisions inside his head there's too many things and trying to straighten all those out under pressure is gonna be quite tough for him right yeah right it's been tough to watch i mean this is a team where i think uh there's some strong rumors that they might move on from ron rivera after this season um they have played poorly enough to get a decent pick but not a good enough pick to get one of the top qbs but you do see some situations in which they might be able to um add some more offensive pieces around howell and help him out um yeah i don't know do you think that he will have a? do you think he's the favorite to be the starter going into 2024 anymore or is it more of an open competition i think there's far too many questions because if there's a regime change at you know head coach yeah. i think then everything's up in the air um yeah. the, you know so I, I just think that's one that we have to to wait and see right we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right. I am trying to get us into a an underdog gauntlet draft. We can kind of discuss that as we go. You mentioned you haven't done any of these. Uh, I haven't done any... Uh playoff contest yet. so far so still was on the in-season focus and with the way the holidays broken things you know i you know trying to plan shows to come out that kind of need that evergreen nature um you know recording uh, one of these on a, a thursday to post over that time it's not going to work out because as we've seen this week things can change a lot players who you think are going to be um you know on the number one seed and so on things can switch around very very swiftly in the nfl so we'll see we'll see what plays out but it's a i love these formats i find them very interesting i find the draft obviously adding that extra element to it we love you know the ffpc contest and so on where you're kind of picking out in a different way but just another wrinkle into it which makes it a a lot of fun so love having the the different formats so we are waiting on a couple more who are you seeing obviously you need to you what you want to have a full team available when you get to the super bowl point but you also need to advance the week to week so it's not like a cumulative points total like some of the other formats the right. wild card round and the, the thing that's so tricky is there is obviously tiebreakers and so on but there's a lot of ways even how we've seen this week with teams not winning yeah those tiebreakers might even come into play and you know you can draft the eagles presuming wild card round status if the 49ers right. were to win this week but if for some reason the 49ers didn't win you know th- there is a chance that we could even see the the lions sneak all the way up there which is very unlikely would need two losses <laughs> but it's, pre- it's pretty tight around both sides um but how are you feeling which teams are you looking to maybe avoid that wouldn't be available in the wild card so i think it becomes difficult to draft the 49ers not only because they're so expensive but also because they're so likely to get a first round buy even though they're also so likely to be in the super bowl they're a team that's hard to hard to be much easier if they won this week we would have known exactly what we were playing with here (laughs) <laughs> exactly i mean even after losing i think they're still the most likely team to get they a first are. round by yeah um, it's in their hands it's in their hands at the moment um, right, right, right so right. yeah so it's really going to be them them the eagles and the the lions are all 11 and 4 but it's in that order of you know 49ers eagles lions in terms of who holds their own uh, destiny for that number right. one seed but there's lots of interesting teams available we will be picking at the 103 but you know then you get into the wild cards for you know they're not going to move up but it's the cowboys Rams, seahawks and then there's teams on the outside how are you feeling exactly. at this point of the season looking at teams on the outside as a potential jump in as well i know we'll have to pick during this part but we'll yeah to... teams on the outside looking in well we're on the clock cd um, lamb cd <laughs> lamb was actually who i was going to say that's a team who looks really good with the loss today they are almost definitely not going to have a first round buy in fact i think they it's maybe basically it's really not chance. possible yeah because the other three teams ahead of them are 11 and 4 as well right right so even right, right. if the win they would still just be tied on record and so i really like the range. cowboys as a team to yep. play four games in the playoffs so i'm very happy with lamb there the, the um, big concern and, for me with this cowboys team is games outdoors do not agree with this team mm, at all so mm-hmm. we'll see and that's the problem with <laughs> you know if they had home field advantage i would be confident but they only would have you know really that with um securing the number one seed i guess is the only way you can truly have it but maybe things break right for them and that, and that happens it, yeah yeah how do you feel about the teams outside of you know outside of the wild card so it feels to me like the rams are probably going to to get through and they also own a tiebreaker over the seahawks so if they both lost that would happen but you know the vikings are in the mix the falcons the packers the saints right. the bears i do uh, like the rams um and you don't have to pay a lot to get those guys <clears throat> on uh, in this contest so it's easy to stack those guys up um looking at who's about to be available we're on the clock again i mean with the chiefs losing it becomes very unlikely they get a first round by you can go kelsey or mahomes i think would you rather pay down a quarterback and take kelsey or uh, that's probably the way i would play it for yeah. this one but yeah. i think that's probably right i like that idea let's let's go kelsey and we can kind of play for a chiefs yeah there's also the possibility Cowboys. when this comes back to us that the the way the draft has gone that maybe people won't want to take let's say Mahomes as their right. quarterback um, yeah. and there'll be other 
backdoor kind of options here as well. So we take Kelsey. If you take Mahomes there for people drafting, I think it's more likely that another team would singly take Kelsey. But I think exactly. when you take Kelsey, it's unlikely that. And I think he's probably out. Uh, you know, you can probably get you know, Adam Rice later as well, but he may go. But we're going to be up in three picks. And the other side is trying to balance both sides. So you kind of made that point already with jumping over to the, the far side of it. The right. next thing then is, would you want to take Rice here and then see about, you know, quarterback later over Mahomes? Or would you rather have that stack in case they, they do advance? Or would you rather have the two receiving pieces than the Super Bowl? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if they do make the Super Bowl, can you win without Mahomes? We're on the clock here. Mahomes is still there. I'm just thinking about who else. I mean, you could go Pollard since we already have C.D. Lamb as well. I would rather go Mahomes over Pollard. Uh, okay. And I do think playing the ADP game, Mahomes is the picking. You know, you're looking here for Mahomes and our Prescott. Um, right. So I, I think I would probably go the Mahomes right, unless you want. I, I don't have a strong preference is kind of what I'm saying here. And Rice yeah. would be um, well above ADP. Mahomes, right. ah, you took Rice. Well done. Sorry, <laughs> I just I just moved Rice up, thinking we'll have a we'll have a shot at Prescott later. Okay. Um, there goes Mahomes, of course. So maybe that was the wrong the wrong move, as you're saying. Let's take Mahomes. I I take Rice instead. But um, there's also an element of like when you're looking at these, and it may not be known until the time, and the the Chiefs may not get to the Super Bowl, but. Uh, we'll look at the boards more funny so we have rice and kelsey that drafter has taken mahomes to get that piece but you know th- there may not be a situation where let's say it as a cowboys and uh kansas city chiefs fi- super bowl that somebody has two of those key pieces the early pieces for the chiefs right and then doesn't have like we're gonna be attacking it from a slight because it could be a unique from something that maybe people are targeting very consistently Right, 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 right. That also, may not matter because these teams may not get you know, make a point <laughs> in the first round. That's true. Yeah. I mean, when we're looking at other teams who could probably, who definitely will play in the wild card week, I guess Lions still might get a bye, but Buffalo is kind of interesting. Um, we mentioned the Rams, Detroit. I'm just it comes looking. down to here who do you think even gets two games? So, like, you're looking here at does Detroit get two games or does. The Buffalo Bills get two games, and and my one here with Dak, who is in the top of the queue, I probably would risk taking James Cook here and seeing if Dak gets back to us. Yeah, um, unless if you want to check if it's the case with the board that one of the drafters here at the turn has another cowboy, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So between us, we have nothing. So I I think I would yeah. risk that to see okay. if Dak gets back. That's a good call. So let's take uh, Cook here. And hopefully we can get Dak on the way back. And if not, we always have Flacco in the back pocket. Yeah, we always have Flacco. But I, I do feel, and the other one there that would have been interesting, but um, he, yeah, no, I believe Jimmy. he actually went. I was going to say that yeah, Gibbs was a player, but the other one that I was thinking of was Waddle, but he's oh, right. with the, the high ankle sprain. But yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't see him. He is there. But yes. I think the, the other thing is like, when you hear an injury at this point of the season, you say he's out for the, rest of the regular season but it's a situation where that could be one week you know yeah right (laughs) so uh, but if if they get to the playoffs i would fully expect waddle to be there but as he limited as he not yeah right it sounded like they were optimistic that he would actually play in week 17 so we'll we'll have to see but it worked uh, out with the quarterback weight exactly we skipped prescott and he did come back to us i think he's a no-brainer pick here we do have pollard still on the board Waddle may be slipping with the ankle injury, so I'm not. Yeah, with passing on quarterback, I think you want to get. Uh, with passing on Mahomes, I think you want to get the stack here at this side. All right, so we'll take Prescott here. Um, yeah, Miami probably won't have a first round bye. I don't know if we want. The, the Ravens now are 12 and 3, and the Dolphins right. are 11 and 4. So it doesn't look like the. I don't see any tiebreakers exactly popping, but I believe they. If they play next week. Yeah, so that will be the tiebreaker. So, right. so if if the Dolphins were to win that, they would be twelve and four. The Ravens would be twelve and four. So that would be the other downside is if the Dolphins were to win that, they would I believe. I could be wrong here, but just looking at some of the info in front of me, I think they would be the the one. So that's one where it's up in the air. So when we're targeting, you know, as I mentioned with the Cowboys, for example, it feels like and the Chiefs that they're unlikely to well, the Chiefs won't be the and the, the number one anyway. Teams yeah. then that like 
I feel like it's hard to have a huge interest in here, like the the Jaguars. Right. They've been a little bit. You know, you joked about Flacco and the Browns, but they're in a wild card potential spot at the moment. But looking through that side, you know, teams like who are in the race, you have the Broncos, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Texans. Then it's the Colts, the Bills, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Dolphins. Yeah. Like I feel like the teams it's... you would want players off are the the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Bills. <laughs> right. I love that. Right. Uh, any any see... other teams there that you see advantage? Oh, I know we're one pick away, but right. We see both the Dolphins guys go there, so that's a little. A little I think bit Pollard's of a, a no-brainer if it was a case that I think we just blow it up on. Yeah, but I uh, guess the other team that's kind of interesting would be the Bucks with Mike Evans. Right, they uh, oh, well, I think Pollard's a no brainer. As I think it's well below, um, I think we're what are we nine picks below ADP at this point? Yeah, as the ADP value and completing Cowboys. that stack, um, we could go crazy with Ferguson on the way back, just yeah, trying to that, use up yeah. the clock to keep keep the discussion going. That's the fun thing with these drafts when you know it's a 30 second clock, but there's only six teams drafting, so you're right, right, you're right. modern true, and you're trying to have a conversation that will make sense at the same time for people to listen into. So exactly. So we did get Pollard there at the 604, which is a pretty crazy value. He's usually going around, I think his ADP was oh yeah, picked 17.9. So almost three three rounds. Double no, double I don't even double know. ADP yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, like I said, there's Tampa Bay. I mean Gabe Davis could always is, is there any teams then as well on the NFC on the side? Clock. We're on the clock, so that's fun. Do you want to keep going on the Cowboys or do you want to take it a different direction? Like this team, you're you're looking at basically you need to get through to the final. I uh, think it makes to sense to stick with the Cowboys, right? Because if they don't, you're right. At this point, if you don't get, if they don't get through, you're just dead anyway. So yeah, you're, you're not trying that. to build a balanced, a balanced roster here. I don't think. Right. You have Gabe uh, Davis starred. It just has to be one of the most frustrating players this season because you couldn't trust it. He had, you know, there's these zeros. It's not like, oh, there's eight points. That's okay. It's a zero. <laughs> uh, and it's happened multiple times, but he's had huge spikes as well. Another big week from him this week. And that game that I mentioned earlier that I lost with that 0.05, I, I did set Gabe Davis this week. Um, yeah. So that that one hurt. Yeah, he's a frustrating player to, to, uh, to roster for sure. But he does give... You know, he does obviously have that upside, and the Bills are... Yeah, yeah. Others, and, and particularly in the playoffs, we've seen it a few times. So he, he would fit in there. But I, I feel like, you know, you could even say, like, what happens if we get the Bengals in? But, you know, do, do you want to... Like, I, I feel at the moment, like, it, it would be a one-and-done situation. Right. I'm yeah, it doesn't seem can... like they... I mean, I'm looking at uh, New York Times playoff picture gives them a six percent chance to make the super bowl the bills which is higher than a lot of other teams that are already in the playoffs so the bells or the Bengals? sorry the bills okay Bengals is less than one percent to do anything beyond uh what can make the playoffs yeah. yeah that's what that's what i'm thinking when we're looking here at the potential options so other options uh who, who you've dalton kincaid in the queue anyone else from let's say the bell side or the nfc side of interest here that we can pop in yeah um just looking at who's at the top of the list i mean we could just go crazy with cowboys and get brandon cooks there's some philadelphia options that maybe don't make sense on this team necessarily but they're kind of interesting etn is always always somebody i like to roster although we don't have many jaguars we are on the clock now this is an interesting one um, yeah, I think I would pass on Kincaid, so I'm willing to look at other options. I don't think we get ETN making his way through, but I think Goddard could be the pick here. I'm, uh, I'm, for me, yeah. I'm looking at Goddard or Likely. They were the two that I'm thinking of, and I'm probably leaning to Goddard. Yeah, Goddard makes sense. He's a slight value at this pick, and it also looks very likely that Philadelphia will not get a bye in week one, even though they have a good chance to advance pretty far in the Super Bowl. Uh, and we could get some Dallas Philadelphia face-off in the playoffs, so I like that. And for people maybe listening that aren't, you know, familiar, there's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end are kind of grouped together in this, so it's two wide receiver, a tight end, and then one flex. So you have the opportunity to start two running backs, basically two wide receivers, and no tight end, or you know, you can do the combinations, but you you could potentially start two wide receivers and a tight end, or 
you know, things right. like that. So there's multiple pathways. So we're back on the clock. We're back on the clock. We could use some more running back firepower, only two running backs. Um, none of these options are very exciting. Maybe. I would go with Jarek McKinnon. He's what you on think? IR. Oh, completely gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not ideal. You can make the pick then. All right. Under I'm, pressure. I'm Rico Dydle. <laughs> I've kind of panicked and put Jerome Ford in the queue. That's okay. That'll get us through the wild card weekend. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize Ford it was is as, a... uh, as much as uh, completely out. I thought there was a chance yeah. for him to return. Well, they did put him on IR. So I guess if they make a long playoff run, he could come back in time for the Super Bowl. I don't know exactly what the what the time frame is on that, but yeah, he's you, you he's mentioned not earlier the rest of the regular Mike season. Evans on the Buccaneers. Um what right. about Chris Godwin on the Buccaneers who would be coming into a potential option here for us? I like that idea. Uh do we want to get I think we're okay with one one quarterback. Well, yeah, I think we're maybe we want we're, we're, we're probably we're gonna... toast here if we if we don't get the Cowboys advanced. Well, <laughs> so that's right. What, yeah. Exactly. So we're and all in on Cowboys. Of, yeah. The other option is, is still available. We're a couple, we're three picks away. Branton Cooks. Right. Looking back might've been the pick over Ford, but we do need running back depth as well. Um, that's true. So I mean, Gamewell's not that interesting. Justice Hill is uh, kind of the, one of the main guys, although not the guy that scores touchdowns in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of players when we get to this point. You know, I mentioned it like this is where you're getting into some of the players that may not make it. Jamar Chase would be available. Michael Pittman could be an option if you know people would think of the Colts. Like very late on, there's some players here, but right back I mean, on the clock. I, Justin I think from, Jefferson has a very small chance to make the playoffs, but he's still there. I think uh, Godwin's probably the play for me here when we're just adding in some wild card potential picks. Right, right. Trying to get through. I'm I'm very happy with Godwin here. Uh, just taking a last minute look. We already have, oh no, we didn't get a Tampa Bay player. So that's all right. Let's take Godwin here and that will round out our team. So let's do a, let's do a recap. Throw up the draft board side till we have a a look at how we feel here. So CD, oh, we're back. This is the fun (laughs) thing. You can, you can get it and then it disappears, but let's fire it back up. Other team. Can we get the full draft? Not right now. All right, so there back. we go. Technically, please bear with us. Uh, yeah, CD right. Lamb, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, James Cook, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Jake Ferguson, Dallas Goddard, Jerome Ford, Chris Godwin. So heavily influenced by the Dallas Cowboys, and I, I think like there is different ways to do it. But I think really punching in on the team you think from each side that's going to advance. And you, we obviously talked already about the the bye week at the start. The the one thing, if you can add in players that are going to have that bye week and you mm. advance. Yeah, but it's going to be very hard to do that. I think you're going to have to like see in this situation we've taken one quarterback, so it gives you alternative options for one other player rather than taking two quarterbacks. But right. that also means again, but like most of the teams are going to be drafting this. If your teams don't make the Super Bowl, they're they're toast right away. Right. Yeah, I do like the way the way that we played it, where you're kind of all in on a very specific scenario, which is. Cowboys getting to the Super Bowl, maybe facing the Chiefs, um, you know, because you you need you need to be right on a lot of things to win, obviously. So if if the and Cowboys the don't go far, I, this team's dead anyway. Yeah, the other thing when I mentioned about you know having the extra spot for quarterback, something I probably would have done is if like you know if, uh, in the situation we were drafting that Patrick Mahomes got back to us and we already had our two Chiefs, I would have taken him and taken Prescott. I would have been I would have been fine with that at the yeah. Yeah, at the pick where Instead we of James, James Cook. Cook, you mean? Yeah, yeah right. That but makes the problem sense. then, the the Cook pick worked out well. Those two players there that I think I would have above all others was Cook and Gibbs, mm-hmm. and they Gibbs went one pick before, so we had that Gibbs option. Right. Yep. And then yep. if we didn't take him, you're starting to be a little bit more limited at what you can do at the running back position. But when we took Goddard, we did talk about ETN. You know, you could have made that pick instead of we. You still would have been really focused on running back at the end and. If you are doing it that way, you know, Elijah Mitchell went to round 10, Jordan Mason went in round 10, but right. <laughs> Kenneth Walker and Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne are the two best running backs there that went. The other one that goes actually quite late, sixth, sixth round was Rashid, Rashid White, which is also interesting. But yeah, um, 
players you mentioned some players that you know you would talk, like the rams i think are very interesting but i also don't expect the rams to go to the super bowl and uh, so yeah right you know right, lo- right. loading up on them is a tricky one but certainly like puka was a sixth round pick for example and i think's very very interesting as well cooper cup uh fifth round pick so I, I do think yeah Kyrie you, fifth you, round yeah but what i think you'll see in some teams is like people hitting the chiefs for example but also having so what we did plus Mahomes, and then you could try and get you know Cup Nakua, and also get Matthew Stafford, you know so you're attacking it that way, and you're but in that situation, I think what you're hoping to do is get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, but in a contest of this size, even getting your you know three Chiefs or four Chiefs to the Super Bowl, other people are going to have more options if they've split it between two wildcard teams that they expect to advance every week. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's tricky because like there are a lot of these NFC teams that are that have a path to make the playoffs, but it's really hard to see a lot of them advancing very far. Um, whereas on the NFC side, I think maybe things are a little bit more open in terms of you have you know the Bills, you have the Dolphins, you have uh, the Chiefs, all with a good chance to play four games so yeah i also I think, think i always the, the year i always look back to that i find and we talked about flacco taking the whole thing full circle the raven <laughs> super bowl year i felt like that year i felt like you know when we're looking at some of these teams you're like i don't think it's going to happen like they're just like not in your kind of right. range of vision for who's going to win it and like when i mentioned the rams there i was thinking like well if any team like you know they have a quarterback with superb arm talent who looks pretty much as healthy as he has been you know he's faded in other years later in the year since he's been with the rams he's got cup who looks to be back to healthy he's got a second wide receiver he's got a good running back you know if, if you're looking at teams who could do that spoiler role so i, I might have ruled them out too quickly but there's yeah. always going to be a couple of spoilers that come in and like and look no further than this past week in the nfl there's teams that you think have no chance of winning and have caused upset <laughs> so that can happen and those plays that i talked about where there's a offensive touchdown followed up by like a strip sack for a touchdown those sort of things all of that really can change what a playoff uh scenario looks like when you're thinking it through in your head but fun contest uh, over at the the underdog side of things for sure for sure um all right well that was a fun a fun draft and i'm i'm excited about how this team turned out i think we've got we've got a chance to make uh to make a real advance here so or in the contest we may we may get eliminated instantly but that's true it's nice it's nice after a draft to be like well you can see the path yeah the path may crumble but you can you can definitely (laughs) see it (laughs) it's definitely better than finishing a draft and saying okay this I don't see a way this team can possibly win. Yeah, what were we thinking? <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, good. All right. Uh, well, thanks, Colin, for joining. It was a, a blast doing this draft. Um, I know you're recording soon some some more episodes of Overtime. Yeah, we're um, always trying to want to get this year is actually one of the most difficult years because we uh, with the holidays falling the way they have and trying to fix you know you're trying to fit in all the family stuff all the other stuff and with this particular one a little bit tricky but we're we're planning to keep our recording schedule up we i was actually surprised when i seen at the end of last week we're three episodes i believe away from episode 700 of road of OT, which is wow. pretty wild when you when you think of it there is some repost there's some there's a lot of draft shows and so on there but yeah yeah pr- pretty wild so it's been a, a fun run there with sean and what perfect way to celebrate it than uh us bringing fifty thousand dollars in first place in this ffpc contest that would be pretty fun because i believe the monday recap show of after week 17 is episode 700 which oh, would nice. be uh, but uh, you know i'll set my expectations realistically and <laughs> that may not happen but for anyone who's interested in that i did uh, a tweet earlier today over at overtime ireland um, and i did the last kind of three episodes two of those have been a repost of that draft for the superflex team and also what we kind of thought that we did wrong and one of the things i thought we did wrong is we didn't example port our trey mcbride and a couple of days so people were probably listening to that show on monday because it was recorded last thursday and thinking what do you what do you mean like it didn't it worked out perfectly for you but I, yeah last week it didn't <laughs> feel that way so right. but yeah lots more ot coming but as always hassan i'm sure will be back very soon i get but disappointed we got to miss out but it's always good uh, to get a chance to talk with blair when we jump on here Definitely, definitely, yes. Hopefully we'll have Hassan back 
next week. Uh, obviously, he's traveling for the holidays, but um, yeah, stay tuned to find out when we're going to be recording because I think it's also going to be another another daytime show next week. But uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, hanging out live, and uh, happy holidays to everyone in whatever way you celebrate or don't. And uh, happy week we, seventeen. Exactly. We'll talk <laughs> to you next week. Thank you.